Hey everyone, my name is Peter Bartel and I'm an employee relations partner here and the career services team at Southern New Hampshire University. Thanks so much for listening to our liberal arts podcast series. Today, we have our featured guest, Landis Tyndall, who is the manager of corporate communications for the Oklahoma City Thunder um, in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, Landis, I'll let him give a little background um, on the company he works for, and today we'll be discussing the communications profession and niche um, and different career paths one can explore with that type of degree. Landis, thanks so much for joining us. It's awesome to have you. If you'd like to give a quick intro on yourself, your background, and anything else that you'd like to share in the company. Company, uh, before we dive into questions, feel free. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, like you said, uh, my name is Landis Tyndale, manager of corporate communications for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, been with the team uh, since January 2022. Um, so, um, uh, as you may know, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder NBA team, one of 30 teams um, in the league. So, uh, it's a pretty small group of us that get to do what we do. Um, but it's an exciting job um, putting out a product um, like professional basketball. Um, so um, at the Thunder, we have uh, two communications teams. We have a basketball communications team um, that oversees kind of the traditional sports things, stats, trades, injuries, game notes, um, that kind of stuff. On the corporate communication side, uh, we oversee kind of the business office. So we work within uh, community engagement, um, human resources, and telling the stories of things kind of off the court. Um, so that's where corporate communication lies within our our structure here. Awesome. Thanks for pointing that out because there's the, these sports organizations are just that organizations big businesses. So it's not just what goes on on the court. So I definitely appreciate you expanding upon that. Um, awesome. Well, well, we'll dive into questions, Landis. Um, the first one, what's a typical work day like for you? Yeah. So um, kind of at an interesting time um, right now, you and I are talking, we're getting ready to start um, the season. Um, our preseason's about a week away. Um, and so we're kind of in this transition of, of getting ready um, for games again. And so um, during the off season, when we aren't having games, you know, it's a lot of of um, doing things that we didn't have time to do during the season, whether that's projects internally, you know, getting ourselves organized, um, that kind of stuff. Um, during uh, the season, during games, uh, my department handles um, our credential process. So for media that comes into a game and, and anybody that doesn't have a ticket, you've got to have a credential from our halftime performers to um, um, any of our vendors on the concourse. So that runs through my department. Um, then, like I said, um, you know, kind of year round, we we tell stories. So uh, I am responsible for a lot of our media relations uh, writing and sending press releases and media advisories and VNRs, um, keeping the media informed, trying to get them out to our community appearances and um, other things that we're doing um, in Oklahoma City. Um, we also have a newsletter um, that goes out once a week. I oversee that process. Um, we have an archive of over 1,500 physical objects um, from our team's history um, that my department manages, so keeping that up to date. Um, and then, um, you know, my team also works uh, very closely with um, other departments like our social media team, our broadcast team, our digital team. Um, so at least here, and this isn't the way it is in every um, NBA team, we are focused strictly on corporate communications. 
Um, so we have a dedicated social team, a dedicated video team, a dedicated broadcast team. Um, that's not the case for every uh, NBA organization, but that's how how we run here. So we're really focused on on just the PR corporate communication side of things. It's got to be so great to you can actually focus and dive deep into that one niche. That's got to be awesome. Yeah, it's um, a go ahead. It's an interesting experience. Um, because at my previous two roles, I was kind of a one-man show, so I was doing social media and web design and photography and video editing and press releases and all these different things. So um, it's a little bit of a new experience for me, uh, but it's nice to be able to kind of drill down and focus on corporate strategy um, and then bringing in the experts to do what they do. Absolutely. So um, I love your, and we'll dive into it a little bit later. If you don't, I'm going to call you out because I love it. Um, your career experience and your journey based on your LinkedIn. But um, how would you recommend folks that are trying to get into the communications field or take that next step, uh, prepare for interviews and, and make themselves stand out? Yeah. So ultimately, I think um, it's about experience and how you tell your story. I mean, we like to say that communicators are storytellers. So if you um, if you are able to tell your story well, I know you're able to tell our story well. So it's positioning yourself, um, you know, ultimately that starts with a resume. Um, we write a lot here and, and a whole lot of other jobs, whether that's, you know, for social media captions or press releases or whatever, depending on the role. Um, so, you know, typos right away in a, in a resume, that's that's probably a no-go for me. So making sure that um, you're looking over your resume, you're having other people look over a resume. Um, and then, you know, I, I uh, some of my students that I teach talk about, well, I don't really have any experience in PR, but I want to get in PR. Um, <clears throat> you know, once you understand what communications and PR is, finding the things that you've done that you can tie back to PR. So uh, one I hear a lot is, you know, hey, my only job outside of college is waiting tables. Well, in a sense, waiting tables um, is sort of PR as you're making that customer connection. Um, you know, we make connections with media every day uh, to try to get our stories told. Um, so positioning that is a thing that can happen. So um, even without experience in a job title that says PR communications, there's still a way to tie that back um, into what you're applying for. And then a big thing for me, it's not for everybody, um, for people who are hiring, is a cover letter. Uh, you know, I'm probably hiring you to write some things. If you're in the communication space, you're expected to write some things. So that's just another easy way to be able to see um, how you write, how you tell a story, how you connect the dots of your experience to the role you're applying for. Um, and so, um, you know, that's an easy thing that not everybody does. It's not required for every application, but when you have the option, uh, it's nice to see that people, you know, have put in the effort um, to do that and make those connections, um, especially because it's easy to tell when it's just a cut and paste. Uh, I think I'm the best for this job. You should hire me. Give me a call. It's really easy to tell when that's just something you've pulled and not taken time to think about the position. Yeah, definitely. I think that's partly why like um, looking, they say looking for a job is a job, right? Or a part-time job. It can be really quick, like you said, and not a part-time job, copy paste. Um, but I, I appreciate that point, Landis, because I think 
um, if you make it a part-time job, that's when it shows. And it, you just said it is a hiring manager um, that, you know, the grammatical errors and making sure it's tailored and why it connects. So thank you for that. Um, I, can we talk about your career progression? Because on your LinkedIn and, and you guys, Landis is LinkedIn. Um, with his permission, we'll put it in the um, in the podcast footnotes. But um, he started really on the broadcast side, right, Landis? And then you kind of evolved into the corporate communications space. Um, can you talk about that evolution and, and your experiences and how that maybe um, helped you to navigate to what you, you're doing now? Yeah, so I started um, in my undergrad. I was a music education major and decided, you know, that wasn't the path for me for various reasons. Um, I switched to PR, not really knowing a whole lot about it. Um, I kind of looked through the list of majors and decided, well, I can't draw, so I'm not going to be an art major. Like, I don't, you know, whatever. Um, and it came down to PR and journalism. Um, and after talking with an advisor, I decided on PR. Um, and while I was taking PR classes, there were also all these opportunities like, hey, we need somebody to go with the team and film away football games and then edit them for broadcast, uh, for rebroadcast. Um, and I thought for sure that one of the older um, upper class students would uh, say yes at that opportunity because I knew they were really interested in sports um, and they didn't. And so after that opportunity was there, I just said, hey, like I've never done this before, but I'm interested in it. if you'll show me how to do it, like it's something that sounds interesting to me. So almost all of my out of class time experience was in and around filming and broadcasting and editing. Um, and so come time to graduate, I had the in-class PR experience and the out of class sports casting, radio broadcasting, filming, editing, photography side. Um, so I didn't really know where I wanted to go. So I was applying for both kinds of jobs, whether that was a news photographer, radio broadcasting, um, or more traditional PR, um, which I think all of that combined is what helped me get my first role um, at the Oklahoma Aquarium, because it was a team of one. They, they, just, they had the budget. It's a nonprofit. It's run by um, the city. And so... <clears throat> Um, my first kind of full-time job out of college was they needed somebody who could write the social media, but also take the picture, but could film this event and edit it and post it to YouTube and write the press releases and all these kinds of things. So um, it just happened to work out that way. Um, I have lots of friends who focused on one thing early because they liked it, like uh, graphic design. Um, that's all they did in class and in their free time. And so they had a really strong graphic design portfolio and they knew that, you know, they wanted to get into corporate graphic design. So it really just, you know, depends on <clears throat> uh, what you find um, kind of early on. I, I didn't know where I wanted to settle and was just trying to say yes to every opportunity to try to make connections and build my skill set. Because um, like I said, I had come from a music education background, so I was completely new to the world of photography, videography, PR, writing, all these kinds of things. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of worked out um, that way and, and ended up in a role where I could do all the things because they needed someone who could do everything. 
Awesome. Um, I think that's so important, too, that you were so well-rounded. You mentioned about five different things you could do, graphic design, social media, communications, um, and uh, that's probably what makes the difference, right? A lot of times when um, hiring managers or recruiters are looking for who to interview and not interview. Um, so thank you for that. Also, um, important note, you you said it in quotes outside class experience um and i think that's that's also what makes a difference um i'm surprised to hear that but then as an um i had similar experiences landis i did broadcast journalism communications for undergrad and and there was a group that was labeled the wannabes right um folks that went to class got the piece of paper got the degree but really didn't do anything to your point outside the class um and you would think that you know those upperclassmen like that's what you need to get that portfolio, to get everything kind of right. So I definitely really appreciate that point about getting that additional experience. Um, we'll conclude there. Landis, thanks so much for hopping on and joining us. Was there anything you wanted to say in conclusion before we wrap up? Yeah, I'd just say, um, like I said, you know, say yes to the opportunities. Um, you mentioned LinkedIn, which d definitely share. Um, you know, if you don't have one, build one. Um, I connect with every person I meet, no matter what, and try to keep up and build those connections because you never know where uh, those people end up. They might end up uh, in a place you want to be. And so you've got that connection and, and um, can can build your network. And um, yeah, that's that's it. Awesome. Thanks, Landis. Appreciate it. Thank you.